What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, Miss Ponce. If you find this recording, don't feel bad about this. Part of the journey is the end. I finally rest and watch the sunrise on a grateful universe. The hardest choices require the strongest will. Thanos did oh God. exactly what he said he was going to do. What did you do? He wiped out 50% of all living creatures. Call control. Code red. We lost. All of us. Did we just lose? Tony. We're in the end game now. All fathers give me strength. You and I were doing research. That would affect the team. That would end the team. Isn't that the mission? Isn't that the why we fight so we can end the fight so we get to go home? Remember this place. Home. Everyone on my position. We have incoming. I'm not as strong as you. No. You're stronger. Together, you and I, we can kill Thanos. This is gonna work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm gonna do if it doesn't. Like the old man said. Together. What's up, geeks? I am Mike, and this is our Avengers Endgame preview special, where we're going to talk about how we got here, what we expect, and what's next to come for the MCU. Joining me, as always, is the man who always believes in hashtag whatever it takes. What's up, Danny? You stole my line. <laughs> I guess I could say assemble. Assemble. There you go. Assemble. Oh, listen, man. Eleven years, twenty-one movies, two really bad Thor ones, and one that remains. We'll be coming out in a matter of days. We made it. The world premiere of Avengers Endgame is concluding as we record this. So it may be time to update those Twitter mute filters because I'm sure spoilers are going to be all over the internet soon. And you know that this is a big event where even Captain Danny Spoiler isn't going to be looking for them before he sees the movie. And that's something special. I always love spoilers. I love knowing what's going to happen. I don't want them this time. As We're going to discuss this movie and... I, I don't know what I'm going to say until I say it because I my mind has been all over the place with what could happen, what we could see. This is 
like you said, this is a once in a lifetime thing. Yes, there's going to be more Marvel movies. Yes, there will be more team up movies. But this, this is the peak. Yeah, this caps the Infinity Saga, as um, Kevin Feige is calling it, referring to it. And this is this is how we get to see how they will handle the end of a saga because I imagine they have more sagas to tell. And but that time we're going to know how they tell these stories, how they move characters in and out. And but this time, it only ends once. Yeah, we have we have a list of questions uh, that we've that we've got to, to discuss here, and both of us have been like, I can't wait for this episode so I can find out what they're going to say because like people ask me who you think is going to die, I don't know. So we're going to find out. We're going to find out what we're just going to be visceral reaction. We haven't discussed this in advance, so we can get like real answers and stuff. And the only thing I think is going to be more bananas is uh, aside from Game of Thrones reviews is uh you know the review episode that we're going to be doing next week. So um. I guess, like I said, we kind of just going to kind of go through the entire thing here. We're talking about, you know, kind of how we got here briefly, what we expect to happen in this movie, and what we're looking forward to maybe after. Uh, so, I think the best way to do this, even though we've we've, we've titled this our in-game preview show, there's going to be plenty of that. Uh, let's start off with, hey, what's your top five MCU movies, Danny? In no particular order. Uh, no, before we get there, I, I want to ask you a question because th- this came up for me earlier today. I remember being in the theater for the first Iron Man 11 years ago, really, this really long time ago. I wanted to see it because it looked real. Like I, I didn't know if that was a real Iron Man suit or not because they looked great. I wouldn't know all the backstory about like how it could have been Tom Cruise or whatever. And I remember sitting in the theater, the movie wraps up solid movie, better than I expected. I was like, Oh man, this Iron Man guy, he's kind of cool. The lights hadn't come on, so I'm like, oh, I guess I got to stay. And they were playing, like, Black Sabbath and I Am Iron Man, and it's great. And I'm like, cool, this is great, great, great. And then something happens that I've never seen in the movie before. And they start to play another scene, and it's Tony Stark. And you're like, oh, shit, what's going on? And then it's I Am Iron Man, Samuel L. Jackson's voice. And my mind was blown. And then he says the Avengers Initiative, and my mind's blown. And I was like, there's no way in hell that they can make this work. Flash forward 11 years, they made it work. But that was my reaction. What, what was your reaction when you saw this, when you heard about it? Were you like me where you're like, there's no way in hell this is going to happen? Uh, I've brought this up and I'll probably have to hand in my my geek credentials here. I did not see said in credit scene. Uh, I did go see Iron Man the theater. I did not know about that scene. I went with some friends to go see Hulk, which was the next one that came out. And I was like, okay, we're going to leave. And they're like, no, wait, there's going to be something at the end. I'm like, what, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Like, no, like the last movie. I'm like, what are you talking about? So they tell me while we're waiting for the end credit scene for Hulk that there was one. And then they talked about the Avengers. I'm like, you're serious? It's going to be the same thing? And then Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. And then that's the moment that I had where I was like, wow. So I found out within a matter of three minutes that Nick Fury was in it. They're making the Avengers and that these movies are connected. And so yeah, it was it was it was probably the same kind of reaction you had, just delayed. <laughs> but yeah, I said the same thing. Wow, they're really so they're just gonna make like all these sequels? Are they all gonna be they're all gonna be in every movie and stuff? So it was a, a nice little internet voyage for me when I got home that night to to learn these plans at the time. Uh, I thought was insane, and as we know, Hulk and Iron Man almost Iron Man Two almost killed it. So yeah, I would have never expected we'd be here talking about a movie that could possibly be beating uh, Avatar for the the highest grossing film of all time. It will beat Avatar. I'm gonna just put it out there. There's just. It's the- I think it's like this. If it's great, 
If it's a great movie, yes, I think it will. If it's just an okay movie, I don't think it will. It'll have the biggest opening weekend. Yeah. I mean, AMC is keeping theaters open. 24 hours, I saw that. Four straight days? First of all, those poor kids, they have to work. I hope they're getting overtime or bonuses or something because that's ridiculous. But 24 hours, like, not, there's going to be a 4 a.m. showing. That's ridiculous. I mean, I would go see it at 4 a.m. if it's great. Like, so you're talking to the guy who was so excited about Lord of the Rings, which were three and a half hour movies that went and go and see him at midnight. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I understand that life. Uh, so five top five MCU movies, Danny. You want to go first? You want me to go? I got mine right here. Uh, you go first this time. Guardians 1 and 2. I know how you feel about 2, but still for me. Guardians 1 and 2, Thor Ragnarok. Infinity War and the 2012 Avengers. If you'll notice something on there, it's all team up movies. I'm kind of spoiled with the team up movies in there right now. That's just kind of what I like. Uh, Iron Man gets an honorable mention there. I still think it's the best solo movie. So uh, there it is. And yes, I count uh, Thor Ragnarok as a team up movie since it has Hulk in it. So I've got mine. Iron Man is going to get in the top five because of what we just said. It, it, it set the tone. It's Hulk. aged really well, by the way. If you go back and watch it, it's, it's aged incredibly well. It's aged really well, but the tone of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is set there as far as being like kind of flippant, kind of funny, kind of action, kind of heart. Um, but that end, that end credit sequence changed the game forever. There is no going back after that. Um, Infinity War, because that movie shouldn't work. The fact that they bring 20-something heroes together, Thanos, and make a cohesive movie, like it shouldn't work. And at the same time, like it flies by and it's like two and a half hours and it just zips by. I want to add to that. You know what I liked about Infinity War? And we talked about it before is that they took characters that I was kind of like so-so on with their, their, their solo movies and made me love them, especially Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, I just saw the first Doctor Strange before this. And again, I'm like, he's okay. Yeah. Infinity War made me like, oh yeah, no, Doctor Strange is great. I want to see a Doctor Strange too. Thor Ragnarok, it's... We see... Hilarious. Thor is... Probably our favorite Avenger. Which is insane because he went from like, oh, God, not a Thor 3 to, yeah, give me Thor, guys. <laughs> we did not want to go see Thor Ragnarok. We only did because we were reviewing this episode. We didn't even want to go. So, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Now, between the two of us, we've probably seen it, what, 20, 30 times? Oh, at least. At least. I've, I've watched it. I'm, it's up there with, like, Guardians levels now with me and my kids. We've watched those three movies over and over and over again. The first Avengers, the 2002 one, for me, it's number two. Um, you go back and you watch that movie, it shouldn't work. It really shouldn't work. Like these are all these movies are so tonally different. The fact that it blended it and made a cohesive thing and then gave us Thanos at the end, stunning, stunning. It Joss Whedon deserves a lot of praise because that this whole thing could have fall, fallen apart in that movie, and it almost did with Captain America's awful, horrific costume with the plastic. Yeah, that's the first thing he sticks. I'll say that the movie's aged fine, except his thing. It looks like bad cosplay. It really does. Yeah. So, uh, And for me, my favorite movie, it's not even close. I've seen this probably 40, 50 times. Every time it's on FX, I'm going to watch Popular it. Popular answer, yes. It's Captain America, The Winter Soldier. I can probably quote it almost verbatim at this point because how many times I've seen it. Um, it it's just movie-wise, it is the tightest movie Story-wise, it tells a perfect modern-day thriller that just happens to have costumes in it. There's not like there's really nothing in this movie that I can find fault with, and the fact that they made Captain America, who but at that point had been the lamest Avenger, because his powers are like you're barely faster than Black Widow, you barely hit harder than Hawkeye, and, and they, frisbee, yeah, yeah. 
Um, they made the shield an offensive weapon, which no one ever does. And it just redefined the character. And of course it has the biggest, most altering twist of any Marvel cinematic movie. Hell Hydra. I'll say this about it. Look, look guys, I've got a winter soldier number seven on my, and that just shows you how strong the MCU really is, especially top heavy. Okay. It's, I had, I know that that's like the popular answer. That's like a, you ask a star Wars fan. They're always going to say empire strikes back. It seems like, the Winter Soldier, not that it doesn't deserve it. Don't get me wrong. Say it seems like that's like the automatic answer now. But you know what? If anything, what that movie did was it got the Russos the credit that they needed to get us to where we are now. So I'll always give credit. I will say out of the 21 movies, most of them, at the least, they are solid, entertaining. You can watch them. If they happen to be on TV, you're going to watch them through. The only one for me that I absolutely just – I cannot stand and I, I don't like rewatch like, – Rewatching it, I get angry. Is Thor: The Dark World? It is so so bad. There's the best no- thing about that was was Loki on the throne at the end. That's, That's sad. The- <laughs> That's sad. That movie is just bad, and all like even Incredible Hulk, which I know most people aren't a fan of. I like the Incredible Hulk. Hey, that's that's just what it was. Uh, same, all- it, Iron Man Two. It's not awful. It's just yeah, it's okay. There are good moments of Iron Man 2. If you take away the Rock of Sockham robot fight between him and Rhodey, it's better. It's a lot better. Like that fight, it's the worst fight in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for me because of the sound effects. And it's like, no, this is a serious moment. He is drunk in an, a weapon of mass destruction. And he's like, this is supposed to be funny. And then Iron Man 3, you take away the Mandarin twist and it ain't that bad. So <laughs> the, even the so-called really bad ones are still watchable you know yeah. that's just that's what makes this this universe special yeah all right so here i'm gonna oh, ask you questions here man if you had the time stone in your possession and you had the ability to go back and fix one thing about the mcu that you never really liked what would that be and please don't be mine <laughs> hmm. if i could fix one thing <laughs> thor the dark world doesn't get me <laughs> we, we bring taiki taiki watiti in earlier um, but if I'm fixing a story choice, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I am probably not killing off Killmonger. Uh, I Michael B. Jordan is a gift. We, we love Michael B. Jordan. Creed, the Creed series is great. He's a believable leading man. And why do you need? Why do? You, why you got to kill the villain? A great villain. A guy who you effectively could have turned into Magneto because he's not entirely wrong. He just goes about it the wrong way. Give me the option to bring back Michael B. Jordan instead of just him in the first one. Uh, for me, it would be wait and do civil war after you get all your characters back. Cause now we got X-Men back. Now we got Namor. Now we got uh Spider-Man. Uh, the civil war that we got, I think as more as time goes by, it felt, it felt like a blown opportunity. Uh, and, and I think that is more because, you know, we're so tied to the comic arc. You know, we, we like this, that story so much. And just there was so many things missing. It felt like they were fighting for all the wrong reasons. Uh, freaking that fight, that fight between Cap and Iron Man is it's still brutal. And it's still pretty intense. Even though, like, it's very convoluted how they got there. That fight alone, pretty damn good. This, the fact that we got that famous shot with the shield and the repulsor beams and all that is great. But yeah, it, it did feel like cap earlier probably could have been more 
he could have said he could have been more communicative. Stark could have probably not flown off the handle as often as he did in that movie, and we'd probably avoid the whole thing. Yeah, you could have been like, "Hey, uh, by the way, this guy killed your dad. Now we're gonna team up and fight you." Yeah, so there's so many. And you know what? It's made me and Danny argue Team Iron Man, Team Cap for two years now. So, but, yeah, I mean, was- but it wasn't even it wasn't even he killed his dad. As Tony says in the movie, "I don't care. He killed my mom." Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Uh, so, uh, and you know what the best thing we got out of Civil War? Black Panther. So there you go. And that's for coming from a Spider-Man guy. So, all right. Uh, headed into Endgame. Just broad generalization here. What do you want to see the most? What's the one big event in this that you want to see the most? Avengers Assemble. Awesome. It is the most, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it is the most famous Marvel line and we have never gotten it, not in Avengers, where you thought that Joss Whedon would serve up a nice slice of fan service. Nope. In Avengers 2, they cut it off before the end, which is pretty much like a nice little like summary of Avengers 2 in general. Like They tease you, and then they just cut it off. It's like really good. Uh, Civil War, we never get it. We don't need, which is sad because like Avengers disassembled would be a nice little moment in that movie to kind of drive it home further but that, that's the number one thing i need in this movie i need and this is the thing i don't know which character i want to say it i don't want to do old like avengers assemble thing that's cheesy that's too corny uh cap's gotta say it it's cap. i feel like cap yeah i'm leaning towards cap avengers assemble for me uh i want the og avengers to be the ones that unfuck this mess that's for me i had a lot of rumors about Oh, Captain Marvel is going to come in and save the day. Ant-Man. Sorry, I want I want the original Avengers to be the ones that fix this, not the new kid on the block. I mean, I felt like that was the whole point of dusting everyone that wasn't an original, is that they had to figure this out on their own. So that for me, that's what I want to see the most. I want to see be them them be the ones that fix this, not the new so kid on the block. You're not wanting to see Ant Man go up Thanos' ass. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that shit. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into the, the specifics here, man. How hold, on, does- hold on. Before we get there. So we talked about like the one thing we, we want to see, like that it feels right to us. What's like the one like fan service thing that you need to see that you would love to see before the end of the series? You go first. Oh, Jesus. I wish I had an answer. So you stopped me again. I do think, and I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Again, I have the time stone. I, I do think that we will see some time travel. And because of that, I I want to open the door to something that's been teased at least twice in the in the MCU. I want to see Steve pick up Mjolnir. Hmm. Really need to see him pick up Mjolnir. I really want to see it. That's He's the only person on earth, in my opinion, who is worthy of that. And the fact that they've teased it, you don't tease something without paying it off again. Chekhov's gun. Give me that moment. Uh, fan service thing, it would be hard for me not to be like, oh, I want to see them do tease something about Dr. Doom. But I think that this is all about closing this off. Like, I wouldn't even be stunned if we don't have post-credits in this because this feels like a bookend, not a setup for the next thing. Uh, but I guess for this, and this is kind of skipping ahead to my uh, who, who survives or whatever, I think there is going to be messing around with, uh, with time travel and I think the way that they're going to end this somehow to leave the door open in case Chris Evans ever wants to return to the character, 
they're going to have some way ending it where he gets to go back in time and be with Peggy. Mm. And that's, so I think that would be a really big fan servicey thing. Avengers symbol, yeah, it's got to be a Avengers symbol, right? Yeah, I mean, it's the one moment we've eleven years and no one has said Avengers symbol, which means it'll be very special when they say it. So I'm kind of curious, what is that one moment that that gets them to say Avengers symbol? Uh, Tony and Tony and Cap still are haven't talked since. I still haven't watched this teaser trailer that everybody saw when the tickets were sale, but apparently they like have like Tony and, and Cap shaking hands in it. I'm like, come on, man, ain't gonna fuck that shit up in a trailer. <laughs> oh, been waiting three years will, for him to bust out the flip phone, right? Come on. I will say, even though the TV trailers to me they still are the first twenty or thirty minutes of the movie, they're giving away too much now on the TV trailer. They need to stop that shit. Like, stop it. Like, I don't need to see another scene or another quip. Stop it. I need no more. I already have my ticket. No live TV because of this. None. <laughs> I will probably buy my second ticket if this is a good movie, like immediately afterwards for Saturday or Sunday. Maybe you can go at like 4 a.m. Maybe. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll be too hyped. All right. Let's get to the specifics now. How does Tony get back to Earth? Obviously, we know he's stranded on Titan, but Nebula's there. She came on a ship, so he's got a ship. And I think I think we see him in Nebula's ship, right? Is that Nebula's ship that he's at? Saying I mean, would, uh, I would also assume the Benatar, or the yeah, the Benatar, because that's the second one, is also still there because the Guardians got there somehow. Oh yeah, okay, all right, all right. Is that what the second I mean, ship was called? Oh really? Because yeah, awesome. the first one was, the first the one was yeah. Oh, okay, I, I got it. My ship, the Milano. I'm just gonna yeah, throw that one out there. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess Nebula's in that ship with him. Maybe she said, uh, I don't know you, dude. I'm going on my own ship. You can take this one over here. Um, I don't guess I don't really have an answer for this. I mean, the Bifrost is pretty much broken, right? I mean, it's gone. So it's not like you can do that. The Guardians are all dead. Heim- well, Heimdall also dead. He can't see everything anymore. Well, I guess Rocket's there with him. So I, I no, know, Rocket's man. on Rocket's on Earth. Oh, you're right. God damn. So he was the only Guardian. You're right, you're right. The only and two Thor, on Titan. I have I have no idea how he's getting out of this. Maybe fucking NASA figures something out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the Benatar is there. I think it's not a coincidence that Nebula's left. I think that you know probably whether it's Nebula's ship or the Benatar that it's damaged and you need some give Tony some space knowledge, but it also doesn't hurt that Nebula is a robot and made of parts that could also help get her get them back to Earth. Tony's going to use her for parts. Tony Stark built this in a cave. Yeah, you can fix built this in a cave with a box of scraps. I do think that's something that we're going to get a lot of. Is a Call lot back. Of to the first movie. I don't think that one trailer. I, you didn't see it, but there was a trailer. Like the white one. I saw that one. Yeah, that was essentially clips of their first appearances in the first movies. I, I genuinely think we get a lot of callbacks. Uh, Tony Stark built this in, in a cave with a box of scraps. I could do this all day. Um, Thor giving a wink because I don't remember anything else about the first Thor. <laughs> oh, poor Thor. Right. <laughs> it seems like either one of us have an answer. I was like, my first answer was always going to be, okay, well, who else from space? Well, Guardians are all dead, so... I mean, as Iron Man 3 said, Tony Stark is the mechanic. He fixes things, so... Uh, he seems pretty resigned to this is my last message kind of thing, so I, I don't even know. I don't know. See? This is rough. I don't have these answers, so I can't wait to find out. How did Ant-Man get out of the quantum realm? And, and also, so do you think if 
everyone had jumped aside the quantum realm, they would have they would have avoided the snap. Or do you think he was just one of the lucky ones? I think they would have avoided the snap. Um, as I try to remember, Ant Man and the Wasp. The yeah, because it's highly forgettable, right? <laughs> the quantum realm is outside of time and space, and this is a little bit of that, but it's also a little bit of Doctor Strange that there are realms that. I mean, again, I just saw it. The Dormammu's realm exists beyond time. And if it doesn't exist in this world, sure, why not? And I think that there's a lot of that they didn't explain about the quantum realm. I'm sure that there's a quote-unquote backdoor that he just happens to pop out. And I think that's how I think that's how we will get into the second act of this movie is through Ant-Man, that the Avengers will have some master plan some way of some action that they will try and they will fail because that seems to be what they do against Thanos and then Ant-Man will be their brand new hope so can you manipulate time in the quantum realm is this possibly going to be the way they travel through time possibly Feige has said so itself that there are time vortexes and stuff like that in the quantum realm but the problem is right now they don't know how to control it the only one who does Janet Van Pym or Jan Van Dyne, whatever the fuck her name is. Jan Van Dyne. Um, she's gone. She got snapped. Uh, rest in peace, Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, but if you bring him out and you still have Tony Stark, who somehow makes it back to Earth, there, there's there's a way. I don't know. Maybe they'll use more of Nebula's part. Yeah. <laughs> and Captain Marvel, who's part Space Stone, might know a way too. Who knows? Hmm. That's good. Uh, as far as how he gets out, I mean, it, it, in, the, in the first movie, didn't he just like, oh, I just listened for my daughter's voice and I found my way out? So I assume it's That's how he did it from the microverse. Um, it'd be an interesting way to do it if they had an, a Cassie. I know that they, well, the rumor is that they cast an adult Cassie. I don't think, I don't think that's the case, but who, who knows? But I love the actress who plays Cassie. Uh, she's, she makes the original Ant-Man for me. So hopefully they are able to work that in a little bit. No comment. Hey, man, what happened to Hawkeye to possess him to get that haircut? Oh, see, I kind of like the Hawkeye. I kind of like it. His wife and daughter got snapped, right? That's I mean, yeah. Him. Everyone knows that he's in the Ronin costume, and in the comics, he's in the Ronin costume because he is angry and mad, and he has things to atone for. And, you know, the whole, the whole thing with the first trailer was Steve kind of saying, like, some people get to move on, we don't. There's just there's a lot of survivor's guilt there, and I and I think that the only way that you get Hawkeye back in this world is if you take away his family, and he will be angry, he will be mad, and he's going to look a lot cooler because the Ronin costume is a lot more badass. I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind that behind that haircut, man. I don't know. Something else. I kind of like it. Like I kind of like you know if I could grow out my hair, like maybe just maybe. Um, hey, uh, what did Dr. Strange see in his one out of 14 million or whatever that made him go from saying, you know what, I'll let you and Peter die before I give up this time stone to then just turn around and be like, hey, you know what, here you go, you can have it. He had to see something special. I mean, he, he saw the only way that they went. It's, he, it's the one time that they yeah. went. What is that one thing, Danny? You're supposed to know this. Well, I mean, obviously, if he, was, if he traded the stone for Tony Stark, Tony Stark has to be the one to save them. Which is weird because I, I go back and forth in my mind. This whole MCU, this whole first saga has been about two people, essentially. Well, three people. There's Thanos, 
um, who's been the puppet master, um, as Thor says in Avengers Ultron, like controlling things behind the scene. But there's also, it's Tony's story and it's Steve's story. And at times it's been about Steve's endless optimism and how we don't trade lives. And that's the one line he keeps saying in every movie. We don't trade lives, which leads me to believe that there will be some trading of lives. But we've also seen Tony Stark go from billionaire playboy philanthropist, genius philanthropist, to, oh, you're, the, you know, you're not the guy who's going to fall on the wire. And he's like, no, I would just cut the wire. Um, Guy's got some great lines, don't he? Yeah, no, he's got, they both have some great lines. And, you know, Steve's, one of his is, Price of freedom is high, but it's a price I'm willing to pay. So again, both of these characters set up to essentially fall on the wire. But if Doctor Strange barters for Tony's life in specific, because he says spare him, I mean, he's got to see that Tony's the only way to to survive the end. I think that was my answer on our Infinity War review episode. Now that I think about it, I just kind of forgot. Seems It's only been a year, but it seems like forever. No. Crazy. Um. Yeah, I can't really add much on top of there. And I, I know I'm just like letting you answer all these, and I'm not really answering. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I got it. So I had one. It was a follow up to that. You know, will there be time travel in this movie? I mean, obviously, you both kind of already answered. You think that there there will be. Uh, I, I'm thinking more something about this quantum realm is going to play into it because I don't think they're just going to happen to get their hands on another time stone. Um, and I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, time travel? Yeah, I know how to do that. We'll just slingshot around the sun like in uh, Star Trek for The Voyage Home, but I, I don't think we're going to do that. I mean, it'll be interesting because gradually they have introduced new element to new element to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's very hard to go back in time and watch that first Iron Man. And this is a man in a suit with tank missiles fighting another man in a suit. There is no, there's no space. There's no talking raccoons. There's no tiny man growing into giant man. There is no space warriors, no nothing. And now here we are and we've got magic and magic's a thing and the gods are a thing and space is a thing. Stones that take away life with a snap is a thing. And here we are talking about time travel. I'm sure they have a plan for it. As we've seen on The Flash, time travel is messy. There are rules, and if as long as they adhere to the rules of time travel, whatever they set up those rules to be, I will be okay with it. And Feige, we trust. But it's still, to me, it's very, like, I get apprehensive because there's that whole theory of time travel that time is, time is like one straight line, that time's a loop, that there's the butterfly effect. So it, it'll be very interesting to see what they go with as far as Marvel Cinematic Universe time, time travel. I think it's all really kind of started with the supposed leaked picture where there was like showing the battle of New York again. Mm-hmm. Right. They're all in their original costumes again. So we get to see Steve. We get to see Steve in that awesome costume again. God, I hate that costume. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's the part of the fight where the mask is off the face. Uh, I, it's got to be some kind of messing with time here. I mean, I don't see how else they're going to bring everybody back because it's not like these dust could just like rematerialize. I mean, they're going to have to find a way to go back and stop that moment from ever happening. Maybe Thor goes for the head that time, you know? Fuck going for the head. Go for the hand. Cut off the <laughs> hand, guys. So when you go with, with time travel, what, what theory are you prescribing to? Are you prescribing to the theory that they can go back to this fixed point 
and change what's happened, split to an alternate universe or do something even screwier than that. I mean, you're the Doctor Who fan. You know all about time travel. Well, I'm reading The Wheel of Time right now. So this is really, really yes. <laughs> That's kind of got the influence on me right now that, you know, all this has happened before, all this will happen again kind of thing. Man, I don't know. There's also the Flashpoint theory that you change one thing yeah. to create a whole different universal. Yeah, I think like, like, like Back to the Future, you, you, you create this alternate timeline, then you try to travel through time, you're traveling through time of that alternate timeline. So, it, it, yeah, it can get messy. Hopefully they filled the phone call to Robert Zemeckis and he can explain this to him. Uh, man, there is, just, time travel can get, just get so messy. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, there is one theory I've seen out there that says the Marvel Cinematic Universe transform into the transforms into the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. Ooh. Which the multiverse has always been more of a DC thing. The new 52, 52 Earths. Oh, so they would dunk on them again? That wouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> I mean, they could dunk on them here. That, that that does afford them the moment. It would also afford them the ability to fold the X-Men in kind of seamlessly, but it doesn't feel like a Feige move. It feels like a cop-out more than a, a Feige move to me that you kind of be like, oh, yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Here's a multiverse. Just being three hours, I mean, I feel like they feel they've got the general audience now so they can start mm -hmm. to get really complex with stuff and you're not going to lose anybody. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I'm just, I'm hoping this is, this is like the first, like we're not going to hold your hand and you're just going to have to go with it here. But yeah, I've, I've seen things go bad with time travel more than, more than not, you know, you talked about those and then you've also got the time travel theories of, uh, it happened this way because it always happened this way. That so that just feels like lazy writing, uh, like Michael Crichton timeline kind of thing. I, Has any? Uh, I'll, I'll pose this: you being this more sci-fi expert than I am. Has there anyone? Is there anyone that has done time travel exceptionally well? I gotta say, Michael uh, Robert Zemeckis, but Back to the Future has got to be the gold standard for me. Uh, I, I like the whole thing about where he says, "Oh, it's fine. We'll just go back in time and fix." It. And he says, "And we can't." Because we do that, we're going on this parallel timeline. I, I felt like that was the the easiest way to explaining Earth One, Earth Two that I'd ever seen. And it sure people could probably go through it and try to pick holes through it, but you know what? It, it worked really well, and I feel like that's kind of been the the gold standard for all time travel movies since then. Unless you want to go all the way back to H.G. Wells and the Time Machine, but uh, that's that's preschool time travel theory there. So that's uh, I'll go one different. Oh. To me, the best example of time travel that I have seen is by your boy, Denny Villanueva, Arrival. Arrival, yeah. Time isn't a flat, linear experience. A time is constant and happening at all times. I think that, that if you tie it into the quantum realm, where there are little time vortexes, as Kevin Feige said, perhaps that's how they do it. Like, time is always happening. And these moments are always happening and rehappening and rehappening and rehappening. And that they, when they go into these moments, I think that I don't want to say that this is going to end up like a legends of tomorrow thing where they're fighting in different timelines at the same time. Uh, the season one of legends of tomorrow ends with Vandal Savage fighting in three timelines, three different time periods, I should say. And the fights are all happening at the same time and they all end at the same time. I'm not saying that this is exactly what happens, but if you're going to go time travel, like it wouldn't, it would be the route that I would probably take that everything is happening at once. 
and all things affect each other at the same time. As I mean, all right, so to answer the question, yes, there's going to be time travel. <laughs> we just don't know what no, damn it. We need to really unwind. I feel like Kyle now. Yeah, the- time of the flat circle. We need to get Kyle on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Let's see here. Uh, of the characters that died in Infinity War, which ones stay dead after they fix this mess? So besides the ones that we know have got sequels coming up. And the the multiverse thing actually kind of fixes the whole that they died or 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 is a uh, I forget the kid's name right now that played Black Panther. I'm dead. Oh, yeah, but what are you gonna do? I'm dead. <laughs> that was the best press interview ever. I'm, I'm dead. dead. Uh, oh, Chadwick Boseman. Thank you. Drawing a blank. I think out of all the characters that. We, we know that some characters have MCU shows, but although those could be prequels or not, um, Spider-Man, of course, has Far From Home. I still can't believe that they went with Far From Home. I hate that title. I will always hate that title. Um, How do you get worse than Homecoming? Hey, watch this, guys. <laughs> I think the one that – a month ago, I would have said The Guardians, all of them, <laughs> because <laughs> uh, I do think that Gamora has the most potential to stay dead. And the only reason I say that is because she was the first real sacrifice for Thanos before the stones. She didn't get snapped. Um, she's not a God like Loki. Not that I'm saying that Loki's going to come back um, or Heimdall is going to come back because Idris Elba is the internet's favorite man. And that would just make them all happy. Uh, I think that there's something specific about her death, but also specific about the fact that Thanos sees her as a young Gamora in the stone. Uh, the soul world or whatever they're calling it. And I think that because of that, she's the one that doesn't come back. And if you're looking for a guardians volume three plot, a hopeless romantic star Lord searching for Gamora. Oh, my idea. You need a You need a MacGuffin and it's not going to be the stones anymore. I think everyone that died pre snap is gone. They'll find a way to rebuild vision. I, you can get away with that one, but everybody that died pre snap Loki done. Heimdall, who cares? <laughs> He's going to be in Suicide Squad now. So, But here's the interesting, because you just said they'll rebuild Vision. Let's say they destroy the Affinity Gauntlet. The stones are gone. They'll find a way. Tony builds things. They'll find a way. But here's, here's an interesting thing. What if Vision doesn't come back? And what if a certain Scarlet Witch snaps herself? They could be setting that up early because I think you. I feel like you'd want to get the X Men really established before you went with no more mutants. But well, I mean, it doesn't. I don't think we'll get to a world where they where she says no more mutants. But we are both fans of House of M, and House of M is Scarlet Witch losing her mind. What if this is the start of Scarlet Witch, comma villain? Hey, I'm I'm here for them making Scarlet Witch a bigger character than just like Vision's girlfriend. I'm here for that. <laughs> let's, let's do that. Yes, you know, I, I've said like, well, I would rather a Scarlet Witch movie than a Captain Marvel two or a Black Widow movie. I would rather have that. But I'm an X Men. You don't want to see WandaVision with of them perfect copper no. no. or whatever the dish was called. What was that thing? It was like uh, Jessica Simpson, and Nick Lachey had like a a reality show when they were married. That's what I feel like WandaVision yeah. is like a reality show of them like hanging around the house. I mean, I, that would be funny. I would actually watch that. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, so I, I'm with you. 
Guardians Volume 3, and this is going to be another Star Trek reference, guys. I don't know how this keeps happening. Uh, basically, Guardians uh, Volume 3 will be the search for Gamora. So everyone pre-snaps dead. She's trapped in the Soul Stone, and that's what the plot of, Guard of Guardians 3 is going to be, is them trying to, you know. So Loki dead. There's yes. no tricks for God. Oh, well, we'll talk about it. I, I got okay. some crazy, my craziest theory plot. I got one for you. All right. Uh, what characters that we aren't expecting might show up? We already know Tessa Thompson is going to be in this. So besides Valkyrie, I think for me, the and I kind of cheated. I saw on uh, IMDb that uh, the Ancient One might be in this. So her name's in the credits. I uh, can't think of the actress's name again. Uh, I'm really blanking on these. Guys, I'm reading I'm reading this, this story right now called The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. And it literally has thousands of fucking characters so i am pushing information out of my head right now like actors and actresses names <laughs> to remember all these names uh danny's probably looked it up what's her name For the, ancient, the ancient one oh um tilda swinson tilda swinson yes yeah, so i think i saw her name on now you have to be i was like hmm, that's a good one but i'm hoping it's doug i'm hoping doug shows up <laughs> and, and meek meek is it meek yeah, kind of cheating because he has a he has a, a hashtag. But you know, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Korg, kind of like the leader in here, made of rock. <laughs> you can see, but don't let that intimidate you. Yes. So uh, anything that's going to bring me back some good old Thor Ragnarok vibes and Thor. Hey, maybe the Grandmaster. I don't know. I can't think of anybody that would just be like a shock. You know, if they showed up in this. I mean, I mean, we were we were stunned that the Red Skull was in Infinity War. We did not expect that. Um, so let's start thinking about villains that they've killed off unceremoniously. So Killmonger's in this. Uh, Claw is in this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if Killmonger, I mean, that would, if Killmonger, like, that is another thing that they could do. Is Thanos has the glove. Who is to say that he can't create illusions of past villains? I mean, maybe. Uh, reality Stone. There you go. Crossbones could come in. Um, oh, yeah. And I have, I have heard him say that he's in this movie. Or what's his, uh, maybe, uh, who's uh, the, the I self that Thor fought in Thor? Malekin. Malik. <laughs> the guy who quit Doctor Who for that role. Oh my God, what a decision! Great decision, Christopher Eccleston. Um, trying to think who else could be. I mean, Hawkeye and Black Widow don't really have villains. Maybe they, the real Mandarin shows. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you're looking for a way that for the Mandarin to get powers, I mean, these stones and his rings, like there could be a connection. I don't know. I want the real Mandarin one day. I don't care that he is a little problematic. He's terrifying when done the correct way. Dude, first half of Iron Man 3, I'm like, fuck yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, they did a great job reimagining him. Oh, it's good. Ah, oh, damn it. Uh, I just can't think, I mean, because we don't know what secondary characters are, are dead. I mean, obviously we know if they didn't get like a, the ones that didn't get a poster. Oh, I've got the answer. Long? If we, oh. <laughs> God damn. Wong is going to sit on the Iron Throne, guys. God, I would love. You know, I saw a photo of Wong at the premiere, and I will say the man knows how to dress. Looking snazzy tonight. Um, the one there's only one Avenger who has died in this entire entire journey. So if we even saw Quicksilver for a second. I would be stunned, but it would be great. I just I don't think they can one up the Red Skull. Here's the thing: out of all these movies, the only hero who has ever died, any consequence whatsoever, has been Quicksilver. Well, I mean, Infinity War, they all died. Died. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm dead now. I don't know. I'm dead. We'll probably go back and listen to this and we'll be like, I, don't, I can't believe I didn't think of that. I'm trying to think of like what villains we've had that, that, that have, you know, 
just kind of run off real fast. And I, 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 be, I, I don't think it'll happen, but if they brought back Ar- Arnim Zola, I would fucking like, Ooh, what about the leader? They tried to set the leader in Hulk and that never materialized. <laughs> would anybody even care about the leader? Who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> because it gives like his big bad guy speech, like in Shazam. And they're just like, be like the rock. Uh, who are you? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would be like. Nobody cares about the leader. No. All right, man. Here's where things are going to get hairy. It can either be yours or it could be one you've read. What is some? Give me some of the craziest theories that you have for this or that you've read and you're maybe buying into. I mean, we we won't discuss it, but the Ant Man one and the fact that that's gained as much traction as it has. Forbes. Is- there was an article on Forbes about Ant Man flying up Thanos' ass. Yes. That's where that we are. Forbes. I've read, um, you know, there is Hawkeye training his daughter to be the next Hawkeye. That, that's low hanging fruit. Um, uh, what is Thor? You know, ha- theoretically, Thor can still be king because they say that half of his people, including Valkyrie, escaped the, the ship before uh, Thanos destroyed it. I think for me, the crazy one is the one I brought up like. 30 minutes ago, like this is the beginning of the Wanda Maximoff villainous route house of him. Uh, it won't be no more mutants, but I am at like, it will be something devastating. Um, she will become a, a force as a villain. I'm not, I'm not against it. Give Let me some- tell you, I, I, I'm for it. I'm for it. You want to do a hey, Look, they've showed that they have no problem slow burning something. You want to slow burn house of him? Bring it on. When you yeah. plant those seeds a decade in advance, I'm fine with it. Um, this one I actually got from a friend. And at first I was kind of rolling my eyes. And then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, what he said is, imagine Loki never died. Loki is pretending to be Banner with his like illusion thing. He is pretending to be Banner. And that's why he can't Hulk out. So I was like, okay, that's cool and all, but what happened to Hulk? And like, oh, he's floating in space and he's going to land on a planet and they're going to do a World War Hulk with him. And I'm like, well, now I actually want this to be true. <laughs> you know, but I believe we've actually seen Hulk in costume on the poster for this. And, and by the way, those Avengers uniforms, I hope they are better in screen because they look ugly as shit on that poster. Sorry, that's just my... my are you talking about the white suit? Yes, ugly. No. Ugly. I mean, I like the idea that the that they have a united costume, united front, blah blah blah. I get the symbolism behind it. That's not why I don't watch this for like those costumes. I watch it for gotta sell toys. Gotta sell toys, but like I, I want to see Cap in, in the star and the blue and the chain mill. I, I want to see Iron Man in like the Mark one hundred and twenty five or whatever the hell number he's on now. Like I don't want to see like them all looking the same. How you can put Thor in this white suit? Like God of Thunder needs to flex. Needs the electricity, the lightning. Oh, he'll have one part where he gets like he'll Hulk out with the lightning, and then he'll have his his, his cape and shit on. Um, so, what do you think of that crazy theory that, that that Loki's pretending to be Banner? It would. I, I think fans would love it because they love Loki. I, I think he is second most liked, maybe third, but behind RDJ, like Tom Hiddleston. In this universe has been fantastic and he's been great. Um, Except the Thor one. <laughs> well, no, he, I mean, if without Thor, him and Thor one, I, 
that movie is just as bad as Thor 2. Yeah, I like Coulson, I think, the most in the first Thor movie. Oh, my God, Phil Coulson. Yes, bring back Phil Coulson. Uh, that one. That, that's my new shocking one. Give me Phil Coulson back in some way, shape, or form. I need Phil Coulson. Um, but, no, I, I feel like I could see it happening. I would love World War Hulk, personally, but they don't seem to want to make Hulk a villain or even, like, a misunderstood monster. They They like that he is funny. Yeah, but he's uh, not the strongest Avenger. Okay. World War Hulk is an amazing story. Like it, it was one great. of those. A friend of mine told me he's like, "Dude, you'll like it more in House of M." And I'm like, no, "Slow down, slow down." And I think I did. I, I read that and Avengers Disassemble like back to back. I was like, "This is fucking awesome." They've got to do some of the stuff. And now at the time, they didn't have half those characters, you know. So it's like right. they can't do that. But yeah, either one of those Avengers Disassemble and uh and uh World War Hulk would be just amazing. And that scene where Doctor Strange and, and, and Hulk, oh my God, so good. God, I could, I would love to see that. Love my to see favorite that. one of that, that run is Doctor Strange or Hulk versus Black Bolt, and he tells him to scream. That is the most chilling, badass thing I've ever seen uh, on the Marvel side of things, where he's just like, scream. Yeah, but we're not going to have Inhumans because you know what happened with Inhumans. Well, Even Ramsey Bolton can save that show. I mean, now that they have their mutants back, they don't need the. That's right. So any other theories of your own or I already talked about the one where I think that they they we'll talk about who's going to die in a second. I don't think they kill off Steve because they know that he's marketable and they can bring him back and that they, they just want to leave the door open in case he ever decides because you know, he seems like he's, he wants to do other things. So they're going to leave the door open in case he ever wants to return. So I don't think they're going to kill him. It's going to have something to do with time travel. And like I said, I think he's going to end up being able to go back and live, live out his life with Peggy, not a hundred year old Peggy. I mean, that is the thing. If they, if they introduce time travel, those sending him and or Bucky back to their lives is it's possible. It's doing it. that fucking, like all the timelines. <laughs> well, I mean, it gets back to the idea of like, what is time is time one continuous line or is it loops and a roller coaster and, all right, let's not do this again. Let's not do this again. <laughs> Any other theories before we get to who gets dead? Uh, I, I, the fact that they're not dead, the, the dusted, but the fact I, I, it's not the most insane thing, but the fact they're, that they're, the all, they're all in the cell stone. Um, yeah, sure. Let's go with it. I can't believe that's just the first time I thought of that. All right. Yeah. Um, no, I guess I don't really have any other crazy theories. I, I've heard some bananas ones, but they were so bananas, I already forgot about them. And I think I said it's it's kind of like I am with Game of Thrones. I had all these theories for Game of Thrones when I was reading the books, and I was just excited to see what happened next. And the guy just quit writing them uh, to where I, on the show, I'm just enjoying the ride. I'm not overthinking everything. and I'm just trying to enjoy the ride. And I think that's kind of how it is with this. I am not having a bunch of theories this because I'm just – I didn't do anything like this for Infinity War, and I just went in and I enjoyed it. So I'm kind of trying try to do the same thing here. I don't care about being able to go on Twitter and say, "Hey, my theory was right." I'm not that guy. I just want to. I just. I just want to be entertained. So I mean, yeah. the other part of it is that it, it's hard to be. I mean, theories are nice and all, but when you look at this as a one story, we're about to head into the the final act of the story. So everything that we and will want to happen, you can look back through 21 movies and see, has it been seeded? Has it been alluded to? And, and the hope, because there, Kevin Feige has to land this more than anything else, and 
I don't see him doing something completely out of left field. He's going to look back to those 21 movies and see what did this character say? What did this character do? Like what moments did we tease? What do we need to pay off to each of their stories? And I think that as we turn the corner to this next question, which I think will be who dies, that's why I have a hard time with it because they've, they've seeded it perfectly for a number of characters to have a moment. So who gets dead? Um, I'll go ahead with my biggest one first. I think it's going to be Tony. I think that he feels like he's done his part for this universe. Obviously he has. I don't necessarily, maybe he wants to retire. I just think he's just like, I'm going to do something else. You know, I want to go do my indie films now or something like that. Cause I can afford to do that. Uh, I'm sorry. You look at the far from home trailer. I feel, get this feeling that they want to turn Tony into the uncle Ben for that series. And Peter to be like, you know, Tony was like my uncle basically. And that's going to be the one that he always thinks back to in place of uncle Ben. That way they don't have to do with great power comes great responsibility. Hmm. I'm torn. I'm torn on this. Like I said, there are two characters that feel set up to make the sacrifice. There's Steve who doesn't trade lives, doesn't trade lives. The price of freedom is high, but it's a price I'm willing to pay the man out of time. The man who, at the end of Civil War said, the Avengers are your family. Now, I've never really fit in anywhere. He's a man out of time. I could see him being the one to sacrifice it all to save everybody, to save his Bucky. (laughs) (laughs) On the other hand, like Stark's whole journey has been that of finding the selfless hero. Like even when you go back to Age of Ultron, this this whole thing has been about protecting Earth and protecting the people that he loves. Um, And it's something that you said he can't get away from. He says it in Civil War. And then I took my heart out. And then we had to breed up Hydra. And then, and then, and then. I didn't want to give this up because I don't know anything other than this. Um, The easiest thing, because Robert Downey Jr. is a good decade older than than Steve, um, than Chris Evans, is you can give Tony Stark the big heroic martyr moment save Captain America. They could still bring him back down the line because we've seen old man cap time and time again in the comics. And Robert Downey Jr. I mean, let's face it. He's not getting like 50 something doing all these movies. Like it takes a wear and a toll and a tear and sure. Like, does he want to do this at 60, 70, 80? No, but you could still have the Stark voice because Tony Stark became an AI in the comics. So there's still a way to have both of them in the future, but it just frees up Tony from, looking old on screen and I don't think he wants that. And I don't think he wants, I think from a story perspective, it would make sense if Tony dies, I would, I'm prepared for Steve to die because that's my guy. And that's where my heart is. But it says, I'm team. I'm team Iron Man. You're team cast. So that's why we're picking our guy to die. <laughs> but at the same time, like you bring up a good point. Chris Evans is the one that can still come back 10, 15, 20 years from now. I mean, I, I, you might have swayed me to believe that maybe it's Tony Stark that that falls that falls on the wire this time, and that's because story wise, if you look back at, he should have died in Avengers one. He really should have. And they've played a nice role of like the PTSD that comes from that. Maybe this is how it ends. I will probably cry. <laughs> either way, like with either character, they both have. And this is a nice thing. I think this is what keeps people off balance with this whole end game is 
they've done it and they set up it could be either one of them and i'm sure they probably shot both versions where the other dies to throw people off my my heart says it's going to be steve and protect the heart but logically the way you pointed out it it, it could be tony and story-wise it's set up for tony too i don't think it'll be thor uh, i think Hemsworth has already said he wants to I mean I don't know I saw one thing that said like he's already said that yeah he's done with this after this and I'm like I think a lot of these guys are just saying this because they want to throw you off for this movie so uh, four four more Thor I want yeah four four more Thor bring that (laughs) but I mean then I saw he said that he would be all about doing a Thor series on 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 Disney plus so I don't think character and I think the fact that he's gotten so the character has gotten rejuvenated with the fan base now mm-hmm. where the, he, he he gives him more energy to it. Well, like, you know what? Robert's leaving? Yeah, that kind of leaves open the door for me to me. It's the, and, and, and Chris Evans leaving? That makes me leaves room for me to be the top guy. You know, you don't think that ain't going through his head just a little bit? The other thing is, unlike any of the other characters, Thor can turn into Odin. You, he can play that character for the next 20, 30, 40 years collect those fat paychecks, but he doesn't have to work out. He could become an old man and become that guy. And that's fine. Fat Thor. Like we could see fat Thor on screen one day. <laughs> I just want more Thor Ragnarok. Um, I think as long as Waititi is involved, he's going to want to play the character and continue to play the character, especially now that people like Thor. Sign me up for more. So um, what do you, th- oh, two things. One, I want to know what you think the Rotten Tomatoes score is going to be, critics. And two, I want to know if you think that this will be treated like the Lord of the Rings was, where the the final Lord of the Rings movie, it had really gotten snubbed at the Oscars before that, and then they just, boom, rewarded it like crazy and won everything that it was nominated for that year. I don't think that would happen with this, but do you think that this will be the one, one, the movie that gets the Academy to recognize them as an achievement? Like, this movie will be as an achievement for this whole thing and, and to what do you think the Rotten Tomato score is going to be guys? I think that the Rotten Tomato score is going to be pretty much like, even if the movie's just okay, it's going to get thumbs up because of the whole ride. It'll be high nineties. Cause there's going to be some assholes who are looking to make a name for themselves that are going to bash the hell out of this movie. Whether this movie is good, great, elite, all time, bad, average, there will be a handful of people out there who are going to rip it to shreds because they are going to be like, ooh, look at me, look at me, look at me. I don't watch Game of Thrones, that guy. <laughs> I don't like I mean, you guys can tweet about Game of Thrones if you want. I don't watch it, but, like, you guys can do what you want. <laughs> the fact that I still see people doing that, like, two weeks into the season now, like, fuck off. See, bro. I used to get that with Star Wars all the time. I've never watched a Star Wars movie. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, do I think – I think this movie's going to make a lot of money, and it's going to – it's going to have, I, I, I do, and maybe it's my Captain America optimism from the shirt that I'm wearing. I think this movie is going to deliver. It's going to pay off what we want it to pay off. I think it's going to have a lot of legs. It's going to make a lot of money. It's going to set record after record after record. And I can see now that Marvel knows how to play the game, and we see that with Black Panther and how they threw their weight behind it and they wanted a number of rewards. I, I think that they can get that best picture win, not even the nomination. I think they can get the win part as a lifetime achievement award, but part because 
what else is out there? Like, yes, there's these Oscar Beatty movies, but we've seen the Oscars struggle with TV ratings and what would be, what would draw more eyes for them? What would get people to buy into the Oscars than the last 15 minutes of that show and you see all the Avengers on stage assembled. You see Kevin Feige there passing this Academy Award to, to Robert Downey Jr., who is giving the speech of his life, and he is drunk off his ass. To me, that's what happens. To me, like, let me be my Doctor Strange and see the future. I do see a timeline where this happens, and it would be, honestly, the greatest thing. It would be the most watched Academy Awards of all time. It would be fantastic. It would be an, it would be the perfect way to send these guys out. Um, and it, you know, people go to the movie theaters again in large part because of these movies. The fact that these movies have allowed Disney to fill their coffins and produce some of the smaller hits to that gives these money to these stars who can take chances and produce like things on the side and star things on the side. Brie Larson making her own movie right after she made Captain Marvel, like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Let's let's give these guys the proper send-up. You know what would be great about that is that uh, at the Academy Awards, everybody be full, in their full tuxes and, and Kevin Feige being his full tux with his baseball cap. Got to wear that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, so um, what is next for the MCU after this? Obviously, you no know, Spider-Man. Kevin Feige has said that they have no plans to use X-Men for like four or five years down the road. Uh, but the, the fact that they're waiting until after Spider-Man, and that's actually going to be the end of the phase of Spider-Man, not this. Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be the end of the phase. I, I'm not I'm not wrong about that. That is what he said, right? That's what he said. That's how he views it. It's weird. So to me, that's why another reason, like I said, I'm playing in the Tony thing. So it's kind of like saying goodbye to this. That's going to be the, 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 the funeral for this, so to speak. And then he's going to reveal what their plans are going forward. I think this could go any number of ways. Personally, I think they're going to Avengers, which I don't have a ton of interest in. Of course, I will be watching because they've earned my trust at this point. I'm going to see what they're going to do next. But I'm not going to lie in that I am treating this as the end and anything that comes after it's just gravy for me. The part of me that I've been saying, like, Fantastic Four would be the way to go. Galactus, Doctor Doom, you can get a good, you can get the next 10 years off of the Fantastic Four franchise alone. Um, not, not, a, not even with Doctor, just Doctor Doom and Galactus, but the maker who I think is probably the best thing that Ultimate Marvel gave us, aside from Miles Morales, because Into the Spider-Verse forever. Um, so you can't even hate on that because you love Into the Spider-Verse now. I, just, I don't care for Ultimate though, so whatever. <laughs> I think the maker would be a great film one day. Um, and I think if you wanted to get a guy like John Krasinski, the maker is the way to Dude, to- you, you cast that's your that's your Idris Elba. You cast him on <laughs> everything. <laughs> but we have we have said on this on this podcast that we both anticipate time travel will play a big role in this. There's one character who is time travel and the Avengers to a T, and it's King the Conqueror. I think they will have to, to streamline some things. I think they will have to change some things. Um, in the comics, he is the descendant of Reed Richards. And maybe that they keep it the same, and that's how you fold in the Fantastic Four, because they look for they go back and look for his descendant. But maybe he's Nathaniel Stark. Maybe he's Tony Stark's great descendant. Um, 
But I think because we have time travel, because we have the Avengers, the whole next phase is all about Kang the Conqueror because they have fucked up the timeline and a ton of ways. And he's, he's the consequence. That's great, man. That's original. I mean, everybody's automatically of Dr. Doom or maybe we'll use a Spider-Man villain or something like that. So that's, that's awesome. That's a great original answer. I like that. What do you think is next from an overarching villain standpoint? I, I mean, I think our love for Dr. Doom has a second that that's, that's the way they have to go. But in the fact that the Russos have even said that they want to do that, uh, they want to do Secret Wars. Secret Wars is going to be what happens next. Uh, if they really want to make Captain Marvel the the focal point of the new phase, then you got to give me a better movie with a sequel. It's going to be straight up with that. You're going to have to make me like that character. Like, well, she's got to be amazing in this movie, like Doctor Strange was in the last one. So there's room for that to happen. I'm not saying I'm I'm shut off to it as a possibility. Uh, I feel like if they ever get this deal fixed out with Sony then they'll make Spider-Man the focal point of the universe like they should. Uh, but I, man, I just don't, I don't know if I want to see the new Avengers fighting Dr. Doom. You know, if I'm not getting my established Avengers that I've had for the last decade fighting Dr. Doom, I don't know. I, I feel, it'll feel kind I mean, of, you still would have like war machine Bucky. Uh, oh, hey, I'm going to have Falcon cap. Oh boy. I'm excited. I will say this. Thor too. <laughs> No, because Natalie Portman's not part of this series at all. God, I would throw up. Um, besides, we have Valkyrie. We don't need Lady Thor. We've got Valkyrie. And I'm all for Tessa Thompson fucking shit up. That, that, that brings the question because we... I don't know how we ended the Cap's future storyline, but who gets the shield? Bucky? Or Falcon? Uh, it goes, it's like Indiana Jones and the last crusade. It belongs in a museum. That's what they should do. <laughs> they'll make, they'll, they'll have it like enshrined at the Baxter building. That'll be the, that'll be the thing. There you go. Boom. I, I will say from a comic standpoint, and I don't think this will happen in the MCU because they've already kind of washed over it, but Bucky cap is insanely good because they don't like make Bucky just like a straight good guy. They, they, have him struggle with the idea of living up to Captain America. But I think they're too far beyond that because they've already undone the Hydra brainwashing to, to go that route. In my opinion, isn't it true? They have him signed for like 15 more movies or some shit though. The actor, the rumor is that he signed a nine movie deal. Um, so Captain America, Captain America, the winter soldier. So infinity war, he still got five more movies on his docket. So, but I mean, they're also doing, well, thankfully they didn't call it like Bucky Falcon or some shit like that, but he got his own MCU series uh, on Disney plus coming out. So who knows what his deal is at this point? At this point, it's like, yeah, cool. This movie's going to be great, but I want to know what's, I, I want some, the, the answers that are going to be the greatest for me is like, what the hell comes next? Cause I really have. Do you think they do an end credit scene or a mid credit scene or whatever? The hell? I don't, like I said, I feel like that this is a, they feel like this is a bookend that I think this might be the first one that does not. And if they do, it would just be something, I don't want to say comical, like in the original Avengers, but just something that's more like a salute or a thank you kind of thing. Do we get a shawarma callback? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take it off the board. Uh, there's a there's an Alamo Draft House 
movie house thing uh, around here. I, I laughed because I looked at the menu because I thought about going and watching it there. And on the menu was shawarma. And I'm like, this is too perfect. I love it. Great job, guys. Well, it's, that, it's all Deadpool and they had chimichangas. Like, well, <laughs> of course I'm getting that. Uh, future movie sequels or new character films you might be looking forward to. I don't care about any sequels coming, but I will tell you. Well, I'm sorry. Guardians 3, of course. Uh, but as far as new characters, X-Men, duh. Easy for me. I mean... I would love to see the Fantastic Four done right. Like, can it can it be though? I mean, can it? Does anybody care about the first family now that we've had all this stuff happen? Would there be anything special about them? I mean, because that's what was they were the first family, you know. So it was, it was it was special. They were like these first ones with superpowers. So what makes them special now? Ooh, ooh, you can stretch real big. Ooh, good job. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of it is the Fantastics or not the Fantastic, the Incredibles already beat them to the like family superhero movie. But at the same time, you, you look at the success of guardians and you have a bunch of space travelers and you look at Thor Ragnarok and that was like essentially a road trip through space. If you, you lean into the idea of this family as adventurers going through all these different dimensions and universes, that could be fun. It could be different to have like essentially National Lampoon's family vacation, but with superheroes, I'd watch it. And yes, I just cited National Lampoon's uh, family vacation for you. Uh, I do know some 80s movies. Thank you very much. I would watch it. I think you could do that and it would be it would be entertaining. I don't think it would be groundbreaking at all. Um, I can't think of any other films that I'd be like, I'm currently excited for, like The Eternals. I don't know jack about the Eternals. i don't know I care less about that crap that's that's one step above one step below in humans for me i mean what, what's the other one that they've announced like shang kai or shang chi i don't even know what that is i again like uh, it'll be great because that it's a marvel movie and like those are at least average and too too good and entertaining but i'd rather see iron fist personally like just me like uh, Ant Man of the Wasp three. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I have Black Panther too. Like, I mean, Black Panther loved it, and I don't know who the villain is though. That's the thing. Like, you killed both of his big villains. So, the only uh, I already told you, man, Namor. They can have the Battle of the Kings. It'd be awesome. Unless they're going, I would, right? I mean, if you want to bring Namor in that way and do it, sign me up because now I'm interested. Now you got my attention. I think the only, and we just sound like a broken record at this point. The oh, only, Black Widow. The only sequel that I really would care to see is is another Thor movie, just because it had so much fun with the last one. You don't want to see Black Widow? I, mean, I guess. I I'm sorry. We both have been on record for a year plus now, saying that we feel like this movie was too late. They Black Widow should have been a Phase Two movie in, in Age of Ultron. What really is there left to do? You do get like from Iron Man 2 to the Avengers to Captain America, the Winter Soldier to Age of Ultron. Like you do get a nice arc for her. But that movie is like 10 years too late. Like not 10 years, but five years too late for me. Like it should have been a phase two movie. And it should have been a a Scarlet Witch movie. Hmm. I mean, if they want to make a Scarlet Witch movie, I'm I'm for it. Like I don't know what WandaVision is. I don't care about WandaVision. But like if you want to give me a Scarlet Witch movie because she is – Probably the second most powerful Avenger. Go for it. 
And yes, that's second most powerful because Thor took on the power of a dying star. No, everybody told me that Captain Marvel is the most powerful Avenger. But you'll die. I guess I'll die. That's just what I just said. Um, <laughs> only if I die. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to see Peter Dinklage in this move in Endgame. I hope he's not in it. That's I, that's still the cringiest scene to me because it just it's like cool. You just made Peter Dinklage. If how many days? I'm not gonna say how much money this movie made. How many days does it take for this movie to hit one billion? Do you think it does it the opening weekend? How long did it take Infinity War? It's five, six days probably. That's actually I guess um, I should have my research on this one. Nope, I got it. So it is the Infinity War is the fastest to gross one billion dollars at eleven days. Really it took that long and, and- Force the previous record, the previous record was the Force Awakens at twelve days. Ah, by a day. I, I think this just does it nine days. There you go. I was gonna say nine days. Nine days. This movie hits a billion. Um, it'll be the highest opening weekend. That's a lock. That's a lock. That's gonna be the highest opening weekend. I think at seven hundred millions worldwide's very very possible. Which would then make that nine days seem like maybe not the way to go. Like. <laughs> it's gonna break both of those records. I'm, I'll just put that out there. It'll break its old. It'll break the record for Infinity War of highest-grossing superhero movies. It's easily making over two billion. What people don't remember about Avatar, what made it the highest-grossing film ever, is the 3D sales. And I don't know if this has the three the 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 lure for 3D, you know, or IMAX. I don't know if this this is that movie that does that work. Avatar, you know, criticize it all you want. Everybody wanted to see it, and everybody told you go see it in 3D. So that's why it made as much money as it did. If you, that's why I think we should do this off of ticket sales and not dollars. But you know, that's just a drum I'm always going to beat. How much do you think it makes worldwide opening weekend? Worldwide, Avengers: Infinity War, six hundred and forty million dollars. Seven ten. Seven ten, and I, I think it pops. I think it's going to be. I think Force Awakens is the only one that's ever hit one billion domestically. Is that true? Did Infinity War do that too? One billion domestically. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Force Awakens was like the first movie to do that. Uh, let me pull. I can up. see this doing that because I don't. There's people I know who haven't even really watched very many of these movies who are going to see this. I mean, it happened with Infinity Wars. Like people I know that had not seen hardly anywhere asked me, "Hey, could I go see this?" No, Force Awakens at in the U.S. Force Awakens only made only nine hundred thirty-six point six million. Okay, does it crack a billion? It's yes. As I say, to me right now, it all hinges on if it. The only way I think it does it. Remember, remember, in the U.S. Black Panther holds the record for the largest domestic gross of superhero movies, seven hundred million, and it so doesn't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Unpopular opinions. There you go. Send all hate mail to my. <laughs> so I mean, yes, this is really that's such, a huge, that's such a huge. I didn't realize the jump from Star Wars to Avatar domestically was that big. Seven hundred sixty. For Avatar, nine hundred thirty-six for the Force Awakens. Yeah, I mean, it was a while there. We thought it was Force Awakens was going to catch it, and then it just it, it, it's three D sales, man. You just can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
just it's insane. It's insane. And, you know, and I don't even hate Avatar like everybody else retroactively does now. It's just I just I still can't believe it. I can't believe nothing is ever going to. Maybe it was for the longest time we didn't think anything was going to touch Titanic. So I'm guessing J- Jim, James Cameron's the only one who can break James Cameron records. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out. Because I there's so many people that I know they're like, oh, it's a lock. It's a lock. It's going to catch after. We thought that with with Force Awakens. Do you think it beats a, a billion domestically here? I don't know, man. Because I I would say that I don't, and I was I was kind of not arguing. We were having this discussion with the with the editor over at Geek Vibes Nation that I don't remember anything in my lifetime having the fever pitch that the build up to Force Awakens had, because everybody felt like it was the first real star Wars sequel since 1983. And this, I, there was no one I knew. I mean, people were taking their dads, they were taking their granddads and stuff because they all watched it together when they were kids and stuff. So I want to say that this has like that same kind of, obviously just based off of ticket sales, but I just, I I don't know, maybe it's because I was so more emotionally attached to star Wars that I felt like the fever pitch for it was higher than this, but I don't think anyone who said they're not seeing this. Out of the top five movies worldwide all time, Star Wars The Force Awakens is the best as, ter- as far as domestic and overseas splits, about 45-55. Everything else, it's all time because of the overseas. Everything else is over 60% overseas. Avatar at 2.7 billion is at 73% overseas. Uh, it made over 2 billion overseas, which is ridiculous. Bananas, man. Um, Avengers Infinity War made 1.3 overseas about six two-thirds of its box office number so if it can pull a billion in the u.s i think it can break the worldwide record i think it'll get enough worldwide business to do it um but i do think it will be it will end its box office run it'll be second it'll overtake titanic but not catch avatar i think it's gonna be close but i think Three billion is the. You know the thing is, is like people are so obsessed with this. I could see if it gets close, people like organizing some online thing about everyone. There is a dude. I just saw. I saw a tweet this morning. There was a dude who has seen Captain Marvel like 130 times in theaters. Why, dude? <laughs> I, I do see some diehards. I do see some diehards. I think you're right. If it's if it gets that first billion quick and it gets that second billion and like. It looks like it's going to be there. I, I do think you will see some MCU fans organizing. We organize. We, we, we have to do this. We have to get it over the top. Because people are obsessed with this. I've always, I don't, I still, I don't get it. I don't get, I mean, I'm a financials guy, so I like to pay attention to this stuff. But the people who act like they're winning something, if this movie, Disney's like, yeah, yeah, that's a great attitude to have. They love that you guys are like that. I could care less how much movie, as long as these movies are making enough money, they keep making them. That's all I care about. So, what I up? would just say this. You look at the top 10, and after this movie, because let's be honest, it's making the top 10, yeah. this will have the rights to it owns Fox, so it owns Avatar, The Force Awakens, Avengers Affinity War, that's three. This Avengers Endgame, that's four. Marvel's the Avengers, that's five. Avengers Age of Ultron, that's six. Black Panther would then be knocked down to 10. So that's they would own seven of the 10 top grossing movies in the history of Why the- did I do this off ticket sales guys this is so stupid seven out of ten in the world that's insane but Does it have the adjust for inflation thing there so Bob Iger just sneezed another billion 
You know, I heard Bob Iger stepping down in 2021. Is that true? He might. I mean, uh, then, I'm, then I'm worried. Then I'm worried. You know what that means? That means Kathleen Kennedy won. Oh, <laughs> oh. all right. You know, yeah. That's a different conversation. Uh, we're going to have our review. We push one more prediction. Okay. Mike, Thursday at about 1030 is walking out that theater. Is he happy? I think so. Uh, I probably, I'll probably like said if Tony goes, I'm gonna be. I'm sure I'm gonna be emotional anyway. They've earned it. They've right. earned it. Satisfied. Satisfied is the right word. But I mean, I'm just saying that I don't think. Oh, because oh, my character died or something that makes it unsatisfying. If it's earned, man, it's it's great. Some of my favorite books I've ever read, the main character dies, and it's 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 beautiful. But I, I don't see at this point unless it is just a time travel convoluted mess that you have to be like a professor of time travel to understand <laughs> or theory of <laughs> I don't see how I could be disappointed with it really uh, like I said I think the only thing that could really make me just completely disappointed is if the original Avengers were just dopes and Captain Marvel does everything that would be about the only thing that would make me hate it there are two ways that I can be disappointed by this movie if the Guardians are awesome <laughs> <laughs> Guardians. I like Guardians 1 I like Guardians 1 a lot I think the first way is if it's too funny. Oh, yes. Please don't, guys. Please don't. I don't need a Doctor Strange cloak. I don't need... I, I get sarcasm, especially as you're dealing with trauma. Like, I get some of the quips and jokes and stuff like that. But if it's too funny or too absurd, like, that's one way for me to be like, oh, this isn't the right tone for me. But there has to be sacrifice. Like, it's a trope as old a time. Heroes make sacrifices. So far, as I pointed out earlier, only one hero has died in the, the 21 movies. War Machine broke, is paralyzed from the waist down, but by the end of that movie, by the end of that movie, he's walking again, and it's like no big deal. He fucking hugged the guy that shot him. <laughs> like that is the cause of that, like in the last movie. So I need something to stick and matter. There needs to be some level of sacrifice, and I will leave satisfied. Uh, they got to find a way to bring these characters back. And it feels it, in a way where, you know how I started to keep doing this. You know how I, say, I feel like the last Jedi ruined everything I liked about the force awakens. I need this movie not to do something that's going to make it seem like infinity war didn't matter. Mm -hmm. I don't need a Terminator three making Terminator two seem insignificant. I feel like if they just do somewhere, they just reverse everything and everyone's back and it's a happy Disney tie a bow on it thing. That's just it. I'm not saying I'm not. This isn't like a Game of Thrones mentality where I'm saying like somebody's gonna die. I'm not saying that. I just you can't make the last movie seem insignificant. So yeah, something that happened in the last movie has got to matter. And, and I think probably something could, be, could upset me potentially. And I think we've talked about a few things like that. So Loki staying dead, Heimdall staying dead, Gamora staying dead. I threw out the idea that the Vision doesn't come back. We both think that Tony bites the bullet. So if these things stick or Gamora doesn't immediately come back or she's dead or whatever, like those things all stick. I think that would make both of us happy that infinity war matters. Dude, whatever. Thanos is going to win. <laughs> he could win again. He has, he has the infinity gauntlet. He could win. He's got the reality stone. He can bring Darth Vader in to back him up. Like, you, get, you can get real crazy with this. Yeah, shit. I saw the art of Thanos for this, uh, and I see, I see, I see. Yeah, he's armored up. So 
I feel like he's like, oh shit, I just I just gave Thor an idea, so I got to put the helmet on. Because I told him to go for the head, so he put the helmet on because he expects Thor to go go for the head. He's got this badass double bladed sword. Yeah. Uh, did he protect his butthole? That's the big question. Let me ask you this: Do you think they? F- <laughs> We're just gonna keep going with these. Do you think <laughs> they fight Thanos more than once in this movie? I I do. I don't like I said. I don't think it's quite Legends of Tomorrow s, but I think that there's going to be at least three epic battles in here. I didn't see it, but I heard the audio clip of where he's telling them, you know, you lost, and where did that lead you back to me? Right back to me. So I feel like they're going to have an early fight with him. He's going to wipe the floor with him again. Maybe we see some more of him, like permadeath, and that's when we do the time travel thing. The one thing that never really stuck with me for the from Infinity War is the line where. Thanos says Stark and Tony's like, you know me. And he's like, like you, I am cursed with knowledge. How th- that is one thing that's never quite like sat, even in all the rewatches. I'm like, how does he know Tony Stark? Like how, who told him of Tony Stark? If this does include time travel, that would be a nice way to wrap that up. Uh, maybe because he's the one that like fucked the Chitauri and Avengers one. And maybe he just found out, you know, but all the Chitauri are dead. Who would have told him? Uh, the one that, the one <laughs> killed, I can't think of what his name was. Or the other? Is it the other? You know, that was actually played by the day who played Wesley in, in Angel. Yeah. Awesome. Dennis <laughs> Good for him. He made it. Uh, so we're just going to keep going if we go with this. But, I mean, it's crazy to think that the next time we talk, uh, half of our favorite Game of Thrones characters will probably be dead. And, uh, you know, maybe some of our favorite Avengers will be dead. So um, if you are a therapist... We can use yeah, we'll probably need it on Monday. <laughs> yeah, we, we moved our we usually do our movie review, big movie reviews on Sundays. But we're gonna move it to Monday because we want to talk about Game of Thrones too, and we don't wanna, you know, we're busy, we have real lives and stuff, and we just wanna just wrap that all up in one night. And we want to be able to talk about both of them. So uh, yeah. We we do assume we also this works out because because of the demand for Avengers in-game tickets. It does allow everyone to watch it that first weekend that di- that desperately wants to watch it. So we probably won't do a spoiler warning kind of deal. Yeah, no, the, our reviews will we'll, for, for like the first ten minutes talk about what we liked, and then we go full spoiler. So uh, yeah, just a just just a warning there. Don't do it, guys. Don't spoil yourself. You've made it this far. Don't spoil yourself. And you know what? Log off of Twitter because the premiere was tonight, and I, I've already seen a tweet talking about how they've been passing tissues around the theater. So you're going to see people that are being dickheads on Twitter. It's probably the whole, the whole thing's probably up on Reddit right now. And you know, some slap ass just can't help himself, but to put it all on Twitter and they would love nothing more than to ruin it for you. So do like I did with star Wars guys, just log off. Just One other thing for those that want to avoid spoilers, don't tweet with the hashtags beforehand because I have heard auto, of- auto correct or autofill. Yeah. Well, I've heard of people coming through and like, finding people who are tweeting about being excited for Avengers and spoiling it for them. So don't do that. Uh, I will, uh, I will not talk spoilers on Twitter until the end of the first weekend. Uh, what I do with the Fetty Wars, I said, I feel like I'm giving you guys a good 10 days, a good yeah. 10 days. And then it's time to talk about it because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, I'm not like that, man. I hate spoiling something for somebody. Lord of the Rings was a 60 year old book and I wouldn't spoil stuff for people. <laughs> you know, I hate being that guy. So yeah. But I want to talk about it. Yeah. But, but I mean, like you said, it's been 11 years in the making. This is a 
once in a generation, once in a lifetime kind of event. So don't spoil it for anyone. Enjoy the ride. And like Tony says, every journey has an end. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.